In the morning, still joined by the crew. We have a special guest because a brother I met, um, I guess, through different you know, technology processes. Um, he's a news reporter. He's somebody who's looking to uh, possibly bring their talents to uh, <clears throat> a certain network that I'm involved with. Um, ladies and gentlemen, welcome in his maiden voice in Nine Feet Lounge, news reporter, Philadelphia's finest, Mr. Sergio Cruel. What's going on, sir? What's up, man? How y'all doing? What's going on? Maintaining, maintaining. We see you got the, you know, the 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 modern decor set up. I mean, you know, in this world of uh, COVID, everybody's working from home, and you know, yeah. I make sure I clean my backdrop to have my chair and lighting set properly. Then you got a nice little setup here, well, nice bachelor pad. I mean, I'm looking at. I got the window facing me from my lighting source. You know what I'm saying? So no, I don't need the bottom lighting. I got the water right here if I need to. I get a little dehydrated. Alkaline, alkaline. <laughs> Always, always. They're not paying me for this, you know. I don't cook. I am by the stove, but I don't cook. Right. So, Steph, you might be able to help Sergio with that. He say you don't cook. <laughs> you can help Sergio. No, B&P no, so- catering. No, BP catering. Don't don't travel. <laughs> don't travel. <laughs> um, Any event, man. Thanks for joining us this morning, man. Um, you're a news reporter. You're somebody who's actually doing it. In a time and age where a lot of people um, in social media claim to be bloggers or reporters, you actually went through the proper channels to become a reporter. Talk about your journey and how you've come so far and where you're at now. My journey wasn't the the traditional one, right? So um, I went back to college at the age of 21. Uh, I I used to live in California, just trying to figure out what I wanted to do, born and raised in Philly. Moved out to Cali for a little bit, finished up high school out there, went out there to play ball. Once I came back to Philly, it was like, yo, I got to figure out my life. You know, I was out here partying. Went, to, went back to college at the age of 21. Um, once I graduate, well, before I graduate, you know, you had to do an internship. Then my internship at one of the local news stations here, it's called Fox 29. Um, I believe in New York, it's Fox 5 in New York. But here is Fox 29, Philadelphia. And, um... During my internship, it was a situation where you got a bunch of interns, so everyone is competing for that one slot, right? Right. But my mentality is is that I'm the one that's going to get that top, that 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 job. 
That's right, my mentality. Right. So what I did, I kind of went in the back door. So everybody kind of went in trying to be on camera. I said, right. you know what? I'm going to take a different approach. I'm going to go through the back door. So what I did, I wound up becoming like a news photographer, right? I started right. hanging out with those guys because those are the guys who really, really know everything. Right. And they can kind of get you plugged in. So I was, I was that intern. I would go everywhere with the news photographer, just learn. So I wound up doing everything that a lot of the other interns couldn't do because it was so many of them. And right. I was just the only one. Right. So during that process, the HR, I can say it now, the HR uh, woman at the time, she was like, hey, listen, I got an opportunity for you. I said, OK. She said, wait, wait, wait. Before you go there, so right, you right, want to introduce the HR woman a little bit like, you know, uh, you know, um, the HR woman. I mean, I'll let you go. Let you go. Continue that. That's story, the home though. run lady. hey i mean she 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 plugged me in she plugged me in because what listen i was a full-time college student i was working full-time supporting myself and i was a full-time intern so i lived 40 minutes from the station out in the county i would i would go to go to school i would go to work go do my internship go home sleep for two hours come back just to be at the station at four o'clock in the morning because i was so driven and I understood, no, this is what I want. Nothing's going to stop me from sacrificing. Right, right. Yeah. You have to sacrifice. So the sacrifice paid off. It got to the point where, you know, a lot of, of the uh, executives and producers was like, dude, do you do you live somewhere? Like some people thought I lived out my car because I had so many, I had changed the clothes in my car. Right. And um, so I put I put that work in, man. The HR woman, she, she called me down to the office. She said, listen, I have an opportunity for you. I wanted to send you to this to this other show that we have called Chasing News. At the time, it was Chasing New Jersey at the time. Right. So I said, all right, cool. That's up in Trenton, New Jersey. So I went over there. And the funny thing is I watched the show prior to even going. I, di- I didn't know what it was because it was kind of like a show where it didn't really look that professional. It kind of gave me like a, a TMZ style. Yeah, it gave me the TMZ vibe. And I'm like, all right, what is this? What is this? And then like a week later, she was like, Yo, I got this opportunity for you. So I went out to Chasing New Jersey at the time. And as soon as I got there, the producer was like, yo, I'm going to put you on TV. Literally, I'm going to put you on TV. I said, all right, cool. So I'm, I'm just thinking, you know, guys talk. Guys <clears throat> play around. <laughs> but for me, it was just like, I'm excited because I worked, I worked three months. I mean, even prior to that, I worked so hard, man. Yeah. I put, I put that work in and I sacrificed. So that led me over to Chasing News. So I wound up. I wound up being the one getting that position. But the thing about it is all the other interns, it was like 20 of us. They all wanted that position that I got. Yeah. But it got, it got so crazy to the point, literally, man, the producer would ask me, yo, why you don't hang out with all the other interns? Mm -hmm. This is my mentality. If we're all together, you can't see me. Think about, let's take it to school. If you got, if you're in a lunchroom, you got a bunch of people in one crowd, yeah, you see the people, but you notice that one kid that's sitting by himself. Yeah. You notice him more. So for right. me, I was that guy. I took that mentality and took it to the workplace and say and said to myself, no, nah, I'm going to be that guy. So uh, that led me to where I am today, man. Um, I was at Chasing News for a couple of years. It switched names a couple of times. I was yep, there for yep. a couple of years. I uh, left them in 2017. No, 20. Yeah, I think 2017. And the, now I'm at Fox 29 Philadelphia. News reporter. I don't, I don't like news reporter, though, to be honest with you. You know, I'm more or less of a, I like to say journalist because news yes. reporters, they got the thing where it's like, you know, hi, I'm, I'm sitting here and 
I'm at Hi, Brian. You know, yeah. yeah, like that's not my style. You know, one of the things yeah. that I'm really blessed uh, to really be in this position is because, you know, listen, my producer said to me, continue to be yourself. We don't want you to be anyone different. We understand you from the city. I had zero experience on camera. Zero. You think, you think growing up in Philly and having that backdrop and then, you know, going to L.A., Cali, and coming back, you think because of that, that street mentality, when you're in a room of 20 people all trying to divide for one spot, that helped you get over? Yeah. See, here's the thing. A lot of, a lot of people want success. A lot of people want to get to that next level. But the thing about it is they don't want to go through the process to understand what it takes to get to the next level. For me, it was me being born and raised in the hood in Philly. You already got that. Y'all know how it is in New York. You already got that. You'll go get it. You'll go get it. I'm I'm going to go get that. Devour this opportunity. Right. So a lot of, not saying that, you know, everyone hustles in a different way. But my mentality is I'm not in competition with you. I'm in competition with myself. This is all I have. Mm-hmm. You might have other options. I don't have any other options. Right. I didn't have a plan B. I had a plan A. Yeah. So plan A has to work. There's right. no there's no other option for me. So that's my mentality in life, man. So to really answer your question, being out California, California is a slow. Right. A different place of living. It's extremely slow. So the hustle over there is a little bit more like everyone's a little bit more less a days ago. Uh so for me, just having that experience and understanding that there's more to, to life than Philadelphia it contributed to the person that I am today and, and it contributed to my hustle because I understood that I wanted more. Right. It's like, it's like, it's like a grind. It's like the East coast. It's like people grind to, to see what they want. They want the West coast is like, it's like who, you know, to help you right. get to your level. But I always like New York, Philly, you know, yeah. from the East coast. I always felt that people, uh, uh, are more satisfied where they reach their goals and stuff like that. I'm not saying everybody in the world ain't, but it seems that we we have to we push ourselves more to the limit to succeed. You know, basically. Good, he likes the party thing. He party? That's my man. <laughs> what do you enjoy? Do, do, are you a behind the camera guy or are you in front the camera guy? Because a lot of people. When they get into your position, they say, you know, in front of the camera is great, but I could do way more behind the camera. And I could, you know, move more pieces and put more people in play and have more my ideas. And it seems like you have a lot of ideas on how you want things to be done and seen. Would you rather stay in front of the camera? Or you, you feel like maybe a behind the camera type guy now that you started, you know, got some of the in front of the camera down, maybe the behind the camera might be a move. Is that possible or not? I do it all. <clears throat> do it all. I'm gonna tell you why. Oh, so you are no, behind the camera. I do. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna break it down for you. I do it all, and I'm gonna tell you why. Go ahead. When these companies look at you, I'm. I'm three people in one. I'm a. I'm a. I'm on camera. I know how to shoot my own stuff, and I know how to edit all my own co- uh, content. Because when these companies look at you, especially in the news industry now, they they call it multimedia journalist. Someone that's right. able to do everything because. Instead of paying me, you, and Kev, they're just going to pay me. You know, we're not going to pay you for being on camera and then pay – well, pay me for being on camera, pay you for being a camera person, then pay Kev to edit. No, that's not what we're going to do. We're going to pay this one guy probably a little bit more money because he can do everything. So I started off behind the camera. See, when I was younger, 
And I believe this as a kid, you know what you want to do as a kid. But for, right. for whatever strange reason, as you become get older, you become an adult, it kind of life happens and you start to kind of dissipate your dreams, man. So for me, I always wanted to be the guy that's like Montel Williams. That's my dude. Like, that's a guy when I was younger, he's a guy that I always looked at, right? And I remember his show first coming on when I was a kid. And it was like, yo, I want to be that guy when I get older. But when I went to college, I went to college for audio production. I didn't get in through that program. I got in through the video production program. I knew nothing about cameras, nothing. So they were telling me, they said, listen, if you want, you come for the first quarter, do video production, then you can switch over. But I fell in love with it. So for me, it was like once I got to video production, that's where I started at for me. That's where everything started at for me. Then when I did my internship, it was easier for me to transition on camera because I already knew what was going on behind the scenes. So when I did before I did my internship, I knew how to shoot. I knew how to work all the cameras. I knew how to edit. So transitioning in front of the camera was a little bit more easier because you just got I mean, honestly, it's not that difficult. You got to have good presence. You got to talk. You got to be able to articulate. But learning how to edit and learning how to shoot is a little bit more technical, right? So it might take a person a little right. bit more longer to learn those things. So for me, I like to do it all because I, for Fox, I do all my own stuff. I don't have a camera. Per- I do have one camera person for this new series that we're shooting. Um, but when I'm out doing my individual news reports, I do all my own stuff, literally all my own stuff. So my advice, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, um, just curious, like how long does a process like that take for one person to grasp the knowledge of like audio and all the technical background work? Takes a while. I mean, I went to college for it, so <laughs> it's, it took me a couple of years to kind of figure it, figure it all out. Um, and during that process, technology started to change. And it was a little bit, it was a challenge for me once I got on TV because you, you, you go from being on co- in college and you have all these technical skills. But when you get to the job, they gave me a cell phone and a GoPro camera and said, go out and shoot a story. And I'm like, yo, I just spent 40 grand in college. What do you mean? Like, what are you talking about? So I had to figure out how to adjust to, hey, all right, well, I know how to set up audio using a microphone, using the cameras. Now I got to figure out how to use the cell phone and still get the same quality. Mm-hmm. So everything that depends on, you know, your learning process, right? It might take you a little bit longer. Or it might take you a little bit more. I'm a really fast learner. You know, know, ironically, this is the, the new age of, of broadcasting. They now, it's like what you do. They now want people to be able to do their own editing, do their own shooting and everything. So you be now seeing reported. It's not like the truck back in the day with the satellite and they got the camera guy ready to shoot the scene. Now, they have you go in your ordinary car, you be right there, you have your own little camera set up, it's just you. And that's that's the new thing because they, everybody's trying to save money now. You know, you're paying three, like you said, paying three people X amount of money, you could pay that's you a couple of dollars more, but they come out on top because they save, man. Everybody wants to save. Multi billion dollar companies want to keep them billions because they're trying to save and cut back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like you said, man, it's, it's a business. So for me, I started off doing everything myself. So it wasn't really difficult for me to transition. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like now we're shooting a new series. We just started last week. I'm the host of it. I have a camera guy and he, you know, we go out, we shoot the story and he edits everything. That's cool. 
Mm-hmm. But I still got to do all my other stuff. So it kind of gives me a break. But again, you know, if it's three of us here, no, we're going to pay this one guy because he know how to do everything. So they Especially say in, in the world of COVID where money is always tight. But take a quick break. We're going to come back. I'm going to talk about that new show. I know it's certain things you can't say. We talked offline. and I'm not going to try to clog you, but we want to talk about what you can talk about. I think it's obviously a great situation for you and obviously great entertainment and has a lot of life lessons for everybody to watch. Sergio Cruel, Nafi Lounge, don't go nowhere. What's up? This is Young Bach of Young Bach Productions. You're listening to 950 Lounge. 
We're back on the Ride Nafi Lounge, who joined by the best team in radio, special guest, journalist, news extraordinaire, Mr. Sergio Cruel, based from the city of brotherly love. I, I guess before I get into your new show, are you a Six and Eagle fan? Because uh, one of our co-hosts who's not here, that he's a big Eagles fan, but I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know how that happened. But uh, I'll be honest with you. Growing up, my, my uncle, he played football um, at Temple University, uh, went semi-pro. Where, where'd you uh, play football at? So I, I played basketball at, at Northeast High School. That's where I went here in Philly. Um, right. I went over to California. I played basketball in California. Right. Uh, at Corona Del Mar in Orange County, Newport yeah. Beach. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's I a big time there. program. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's, it's huge over there. But um, as far mm-hmm. as the Eagles, uh, I just came, I just became a football fan a couple years ago. Like all my <laughs> college buddies, every Sunday they're watching the game. I didn't really understand football mm-hmm. until I start really sitting down with these guys and watching it. So I got to support my home team. Nah, no doubt, no doubt. They're gonna have some problems, but that's just as your arch enemy. He's a giant fan, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Rodeo just but, but, jumps but, on the but, but Y'all both love the same color. He likes. He's a Jeff fan. He likes green, but the, the, his Jeff view ain't take off yet. You know? it's too early to They've been grounded for years. We'll have that conversation. All I gotta back. say is hurts. All I gotta say is your quarterback better watch his back this year. He don't get hurt. This year. That's he his last hurt. name. Hurt. Exactly. He's gonna get hurt. Our D line is going to hurt him. Any event, let's let's get back on track. I didn't mean to make this a big soliloquy on sports. Steph's like, what are you talking about? I make the wings. Um you got a new show coming out, uh a show that touches on some serious topics. Obviously discusses your, your career, but other things that are involved. But talk about the show, the stuff that you can share with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the show that, that I that I'm doing, um, because we just started another show with Fox that I'm on. So we're going to leave that one alone. We're going to talk about what we came here to talk about. Yeah. So the show that I'm doing is called Deeper Than Journalism. Um, so Deeper Than Journalism really kind of started. It was my, it's my baby. It started a couple of years ago when I was at Chasing News because I was driving to work on I-95 and um, listening to the radio, which I really don't listen to the radio while I'm driving to work. But this day I was. And I heard this mom crying, this woman on the radio saying, listen, you know, my friend, her, uh, her husband went missing. He'd been missing for like 10 days. We reached out to every news outlet. We need help. So I'm like, well, I'm in a position to help. I get to work. I talk to my producers. I said, listen, this woman, her husband is missing. He'd been missing for 10 days. They got a few kids. Can we help this family? So they said, okay, go ahead. I went out. I did the missing person case. We found the guy a couple days later. Unfortunately, he, he was shot. He was shot a couple times in the chest. His body was found right across the street from a school, a high school up in up in Northeast Philly. So for me, that kind of that was one of my biggest stories because even as I travel, you know, when I go to Cali, whatever, people recognize me from that one story that I did like years ago. So that kind of opened my eyes up to what was going on in Philadelphia. So I'm like, wait, people go, people are missing. I never thought about it, right? Right. So once I start researching, researching, more people start hitting me up. Like, listen, man, such and such is missing. We need your help. We need your help. So it became this this big thing of like, for you. Yeah. yeah. So, but here's the thing. Like, like my man was talking about earlier. It's a business too, and you know, at the time that show demographic was more or less of New York. It was more New York and Northern Jersey. That's what they kind of wanted to focus on and not too much of Philadelphia, which I didn't understand because the general manager of my station owns this show. So I couldn't really understand it. But nonetheless, at some point, they put a stop to it. 
and said, all right, we're going to have you do some other stuff. So for me, just because they put a stop to it, it didn't mean that the story stopped. Right. It didn't mean that the families, you know, didn't have people go missing. So I'm like, well, I'm going to do it on my own. Yeah. I wasn't in a contract at the time, so there was no conflict of interest. I started doing it on my own. Um, that led to me creating Deeper Than Journalism. So Deeper Than Journalism is a show where, you know, our, our main focus is, is helping families, not just people that look like us. Yeah, I do us because first, because traditional news is not doing it. No one's doing it. Right. And it's not about it's not about black versus white with me. It's about if we're talking about me being a journalist and we talk about being reporters and all this other stuff. One of the biggest things when they that they teach you in school is don't be biased. Well, no, we're being biased. So for me, this is why I feel like, you know, it was it was it was for, it was the work of God, man. It was like, here, here's here's something for you. This is a niche. This is something that no one is touching. But also, these families need help. So deeper journalism, yeah, they need help. And they need closure. That's the most important thing. You know, most times these families just say, hey, listen, especially if they've been missing for a long time, for a while, they start to kind of come to the realization, hey, they might not be here anymore. Their person might not be here anymore. But they want that closure. They want to know that someone cares about them. So even if it's just doing a story, the original story, and just helping them get it out there, right. most times that's good enough for them. Right. So, you know, that's where we come in. So how often um, do you find in your own research where people can't be found? Is it more often that you can't find someone, like they're completely off the grid or do you actually find people more often than missing? Like, I'm, I'm just curious. So missing persons is a very difficult topic. It's very, very difficult. Um, CNN just reported a couple of weeks ago that 16 children were found in Philadelphia, right? Um, 16, that's a lot. They've been yeah. missing for a while. So with missing person cases, it ha- you got to break it down because you have some people who run away you know, we, you know, we define a missing person as someone that is lost and they want to be found, right? So what happens is when a person goes missing, we have to figure out what led to them going missing, right? There might be family issues. There might be some mental health issues. Most of the stories that I've done so far, we were able to get the person back because if, let's say if, you know, I don't have any kids, but let's say if I did and one of my kids go missing and no one knows about it. Well, if no one knows about it, how can the public know to look for that person, right? It's just like having, like, you know, the FBI put on the billboards most wanted, right? So people can know, hey, this is what's going on. So what we do is we say, okay, this person is missing. The first thing we want to do is get the story out there. And what I've learned in my career is that most times I wait a few weeks to do the story because if it's a kid, let's say if it's a 15-year-old girl, and I've dealt with this, we had a 15-year-old girl go missing, but she really wasn't missing. She yeah, yeah that's away. what I mean, yeah. Yeah, because some people just want to just get away and don't want nobody to find them. In sense. Exactly. So, so and, go ahead, go ahead. So are there, so this poses a, a big question because uh, for a 15-year-old girl, do you find stories like, hers more linking to abuse tis why a, a, a child runs away 
like a bigger a bigger story within the initial story. Right. So I do extensive, extensive um, interviewing with parents because I've dealt with a situation like with a 15 year old girl. She was talking to an older dude online. Right. And I saw the messages. Right. I saw the messages of this. She was 15, man. And but I saw this older this dude was like 30. He said, I don't care if you're underage. So even though I knew in that moment that, okay, she ran away because we got it on camera that she hopped in the car with this, with this guy. Mm. I can't let the, I have sisters, man. And I have a lot of female cousins. I can't let that go. Right. Yes. She ran away. And then in the reporting, you say, listen, this is the case. She ran away with this older guy, but we had to still do this because now we're talking about this might, this might be possible, a possible human trafficking situation right she might be in danger even though she's conscious conscious enough to understand what she's doing no no we have a we have a predator out there the fact that i can prove that this guy said hey i don't care if you're on the age that's a problem for me yeah because just imagine if you know that happened to someone else so honestly it's a case-by-case thing you know i would love to say there's some sort of uh, i i have partners man guys that are in search and rescue who's been doing this for decades and they still can't figure it out right. because it's a case by case thing so what i like to do is i just like to interview the family on a case by case basis try to get a little bit more information but then but now it can but now i'm like no we have to wait a couple of weeks because most times you know i think what she was alluding to They'll come back a, a couple of days later. Yeah. Now we wasted time, we wasted resources. Right. I'm not doing that. So now I put a process in. I had a woman hit me up a couple of days ago. 15-year-old daughter, 15, 15-year-old daughter, missing. But she just put her in her foster home a couple of days ago on Monday. So I'm like, well, no, uh, we're going to wait on this. The police hasn't haven't even put out any information yet. So I had to explain that to her. No, the so, police didn't put so out. So let her. me ask you, Sergio. So the thing is that before if somebody comes to you and say, I need, I, I want your help, you know, to, to, to find a missing person, y'all have to first do some kind of background check on the person and see if y'all want to actually pursue to find them. Because y'all have to be selective who y'all want to go in search of. It's unfortunate, but I'm speaking from my experience. If we have, I give you a perfect example. In Philadelphia, we have a list on a, on the police's website. And I'm sure New York has one as well. There's a missing person section, yeah. and all it's a blog. You know, they got a, a dedicated person to put up their information. But in that, if I have a if I have a kid and I go to the police station and say, "Hey, listen, my child is missing," knowing that the child ran away, and I don't let the police know that, then journalists that's looking at that information from the police is thinking, wow, this child is missing until we do further investigation and say, Hey, no, this is a runaway, right? We're going to wait. I, I've had repeat offenders literally show up on the police website multiple times. I had people reach out to me and say, Hey, listen, she ain't missing. <laughs> she ran away. She, she, this is what she do. So I have to be sensitive enough to understand. I had to take this case by case and just deal with one story at a time. So now I don't even touch them unless they've been missing for a week or more. And sometimes again, like it's been times honestly where, you know, I was, I was, I was working, I was doing a a morning shift. I had to be work at two 30 in the morning. It's crazy. Right. Um, I call, I'm calling 
the assignment desk at the station on my way in. I said, listen, you know, what's my assignment today? All right, we're going to send you to this, uh, it's this missing person case. I'm like, okay, this mom, her daughter was missing. They found her body. I'm like, oh, crap. All right, cool. When I get there, I found, I found out that it was one of the same moms that contacted me personally a week, a week before. Wow. And her daughter was dead. So I don't have, there's no right path to this yeah. because her daughter was missing for a week. And I told the mom, listen, I'm going to get to, you know, uh, let's link up on this day. But her daughter was dead this whole time. Her body was, somebody wrapped her body up in the bag. Wow. Again, we're talking to, to journalist Sergio Cruel, uh, Fox 29 in Philly. When it comes to these, now obviously, again, you're a businessman, but these are personal crusades. Because I know we've spoken offline, and this, this yeah. is stuff that you really, this is, this is raw, this is real to you. But yeah. as somebody who's in media and realizing, even when they're all, when the dots all connect and this, the, the background check is on point, is it a situation where you have to kind of weigh um, corporate and uh, news report, even though that report hits home and it's, you know, you, you're kind of like a Monday Spencer for hire where you're using your, your your microphone to get to the bottom of things. But is it a time where that, that business marketing and reporting have to meet where you have to sometimes walk away from things, even if you want to do it and they all check? Yeah. 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 And that's that's the difficult part because yeah. again it is a business. So what I what I've been doing is my team and I we've been looking at ways to kind of bridge the gap, right? And understand that you know when it comes to minorities, they don't market us, they don't market you know black and missing people. They 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 don't they don't send out amber alerts and things like that. Um, so what what we've been working on is simply figuring out a way to um, kind of make it a little bit more, uh, I guess, localized and figure out a way to kind of. Get people to care. You know, if you, I don't know exactly where you live at in New York, but whatever your particular area area is, I'm sure you would like to know, you know, how many people, you know, if, if you got Megan's Law, right? You got yeah. that thing. So you would like to know if you have predators in your neighborhood. So right. what we're looking to do is make it the same way, where it's kind of like, you know who's going missing in your neighborhood. You know the crime that's going on in your neighborhood. Um, it's, it's a challenge, man. But I'm up for the challenge, and I've been figuring out ways I believe that everything happened for a reason. You know, yeah. I'm not the type of dude that's kind of like, there was a reason why I turned on the radio that day and I was able to help this family out and get them closure, right? There's a reason why people keep, you know, I have a business phone, you know, and and this lady called me. I'm like, wait, how, first of all, how did you get my phone number? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But my numbers, that number is out there for that reason. She right. said, no, I found you on Facebook. You know, I heard that you help families. So that's why I do it. Now, if you look at these shows, the investigative, the ID channel, investigative discovery, these people, the business side of it is geared towards women. Women love true crime stories, right? So understanding that, now I, I have to figure out a way to to tell that to the to the to the female demographic because that's what they care about. Right. You know, when I talk to my aunts, they're like, oh, I need to know more. What happened to this girl? And when I and I also do my research, man, and, and I look at comments, see what people are talking about. They want this stuff. Just no one packaged it the correct way for them to receive it. So right. that's why I'm doing what I'm doing because I feel like there's a way from the business side to keep it to keep it business, but also give the information that we need to give and still help the family as well. There's a way to do it. It's just that you know it's one of those things where you got to figure it out. 
fine line. There's, yeah, there's a problem. Now we need to figure out how to solve the problem. You know, the, we could look at technology. When technology first came around, oh, yeah, we got this feature. Well, shoot, now, now people want cameras on their computers. We need to figure out that problem. So right. it's a challenge, but I, I love it, man. No doubt. We're going to take a quick break and keep this conversation going. Journalist Sergio Cruz, 9 feet lounge in the morning. Don't go nowhere. This is Cupcake Queen Raven, and you're listening to 950 Lounge. We're back on the ride, 950 Lounge, in the morning, chopping up with the homie Sergio Pool, journalist. I won't call him a news reporter, so I'll make sure I change that comment <laughs> before I send it out uh, with the best team in radio. Multimedia. Yeah, well, yeah, well, okay, give them more time. Don't hurt yourself, Rodeo. I know you're vaccinated. Don't hurt yourself. Multimedia. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. <laughs> easy, um, but easy. Big word. I'm going to go to you. Um, <laughs> Jump in the conversation from a standpoint, obviously, Sergio, news reporter, but um, he's also a Philly guy. And I, I know in, in due to this conversation and things we've talked offline, you're very sensitive to the fact that Philly kind of gets a, a short end of the stick. So for, for Just, who's an avid party, and, and, and you know, we, we love uh, the Keystone State, um, 
kind of give a couple of things, um, just to Sergio that you would want to find in Philly when you want to have a good time. I mean, Site New York, it's just a whole lot smaller. You got a couple more monuments. That's about it. You have you got cheesesteaks, which is good. You know, got some nice food. Got some pretty women too. The Johns be nice down there. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> the Johns John be nice down there. <laughs> like, yeah, oh yes, I have my Philly in me. I, I didn't. I just, I just don't. Well, it felt like you said Johns. Johns. Not a Johns. You know what I'm saying? You know how, you know what it is. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I, yeah, I, I got you. I got you. Got his rodeo oh. in him right now. <laughs> Nah, that's my We role. all know what that means, the John's <laughs> But I want to go, but Kev, I, I know you said that. I wanted to go to something real quick. Go ahead. Um, you said you wanted to do a Montel Williams type of show, but you're kind of doing it. But would you quit it all and become an anchor to no. sit behind that desk? No. And, and be, well, hold on, let me finish though. He and said be, no. <laughs> and be a said no. to the community where it's like, listen, I can do all of this, but let me show you what. I could do behind this anchor seat and bring you a representative that would give you the daily news and the honest and appreciative fashion. Still do your side hustle, but really get to be that that like that Tom was um no Brian Gumble type figure because that's the type of demeanor you have. You have that Brian Gumble type, you know. That's Brian Gumble. Sit there and literally control a daytime show and really be you know somebody where a lot of folks look at him be like yo. This I guy was this, this, this. <laughs> and now he's Brian Gumble. I don't know. Is, is that in the plans? Is Brian Gumble in the plans? So I'm gonna, <laughs> early. All right. So let, let me see. Young, so I gotta ask early. Brian Gumble, part two. What's up? Maybe. Listen, I'm. I'm. I can do it. I had a guy. It's funny because my coworker at Fox, he was like, "Yo, man, you remind me of of, of a Brian Gumble." He said the same exact thing. I'm not the type, I don't want to be a news, I don't want to be a news, I want to get this clear. I don't want to be a news anchor. That's not what I want to be. Um, now, if you're talking about creating some, creating some programming where, you know, I got my own show going on and I'm, I'm the host of it, then yeah, we can, we can do that. But I love being out on the streets, man. I love, I love being but with it's people. Philly. It's scary in them Philly streets. That's fine. Somebody got to do it. I'm not saying New York is any safer. But Philly just be on some other type. Of, y'all be on a little bit different type of level sometimes. Yeah, I just on the dumb out mode every now and again. And like you never know, like twenty five people die in one weekend. I'm like, come on, Philly. Josh, you got the beard, so you will fit right well in Philly. I, I know. Why you no think fear. I don't have no fears up and down the East Coast? I'm comfortable. I can go to right. any place. I'm good. Right, right, but, right, right. But Philly is different. You have to admit that. Like when you're working in Philly compared to if you're working in a New York or something like that. It's a different mindset. It's a different yeah. set of people completely. And that doesn't just, that doesn't bother you a little bit to be like, do I really want to be out in these streets all the time? Or All right, well, let's, let's, say, let's say this. Um, in Philly, we have 499 homicides, right? We're up. Oh, yeah. Right, last year. Last year, oh, we had 499 homicides last year in Philadelphia. We have, we're at 120 homicides to date. So that's, uh, so we're up 25% from last year to date. Right. I think last year was like 96, right? So we're up 25%. We at 120. A couple days ago, there was a guy that was doing, uh, he was shooting something for Netflix. And he was doing a gun violence shoot. He got killed. He wow. got killed. Someone murdered this, this. He was 55 years old. On camera? It wasn't on camera. He was, uh, he was, he was, I guess, I think he went out to his car or something like that. He was interviewing the family. He was at their house. 
interviewing him. He went out to his car. Someone murdered him, took his life. So you have this guy that's doing good work for Netflix, and he loses his life. So I go back to my station, and I'm like, listen, they give me, I got like the big camera. I don't want to use that anymore, especially when I'm out here on the street shooting by myself. I'm not using that anymore because I, I do understand Philly. It's a tough city, man. I got my license to carry. I don't want to walk around with it, but I have to. Not when I'm working. I can't. But Philly is a dangerous city. That's just what it is. We do have some good parts. So I do understand where you're coming from. So, But I, I'm learning to tailor how I do it, right? I still want to be out in the streets and still be with the, <clears throat> still be with the people, I just had to figure out a different way to do it. But I will say this. If I ever feel like I'm in danger, I'm getting up out of it. Yeah. I'm going inside, I'm going inside the studio. <laughs> Don't live. My life is more important. There you go. Has there, has there ever been a situation where you were like, okay, I got to jet out of here? <laughs> like recently? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, recently, um, I would say... Not, not, uh, yeah, I'm, no, I'm lying. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I told you. <laughs> yeah, because, listen, a lot of uh, people, people know me in the city, but they don't care. They don't care that right. you look like them. It's not about that. Right. It's about you are infiltrating. I went to a shooting and the police, the police were there and uh, it was a small little block in Philly and it was in broad daylight. It was at a kid's birthday party, man. A kid's birthday party. Yeah. In broad, at broad daylight, it was like 15 shots at a kid's birthday party. So when I get there, it's all these people, right? It's dead silence. I walk up. They they know. I walk up. They see the Fox 29 microphone, the whole, the camp, everything. One guy was like, I'm shaking my head because you still got to be smart in the street. We from the street, so we know how to navigate. I'm shaking my head to make them to make them feel like, Oh, he don't want to be here. Right. So as I'm shaking my head to do like, yeah, man, I know you don't want to be here. I said, yeah, I don't. He said, but go ahead, man. You good. You good. You good. Letting me know nothing's going to happen to you. The police, like, I get my, do, do what I do. They're like, look, you got to get up out of here. You got to get out of here. Because it started to escalate, right? The family started to kind of get bent out of shape. I later on found out that, the girlfriend, it was her boyfriend and some other, and her ex-boyfriend, whoever, they were beefing. You know, so it was her fault. It wasn't the neighborhood, it was her fault. Right? Someone was cheating on somebody whatever, something happened. Right. Guys shooting at each other. So, but in that, I've been in plenty of those types of situations where you feel like, yeah, I gotta get up out of here. Regardless of my skin color, regardless of, you know, I know these streets. I don't care. At the end of the day, right. I gotta come back to my studio apartment. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? By myself. Right. Now, would you take your talents to another state? If somebody like, say, in New York, a Fox 5 or NBC in New York or, you know, California, NBC down there, or something like that called you, and they said, we want you to be, you know, head head journalist here in New York. Would you say, well, Philly, it's been nice, but... Uh, yeah, I'm out. I'm, I'm out. out. For real. You would I'm leave out. That- I'm out. I'm leaving. <sighs> I'm going to tell you why. Philadelphia is it's a great city. I love my I love my people. I love my family. I love I'm like LeBron right now, bro. Damn. I mean that's cool. That's LeBron. Call me LeBron. Then. Call me LeBron then. It is what it is. I don't care. I take that. It but, is. But honestly, in entertainment, any 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 time another opportunity come knocking, 
And in, in this line of work, you got to be ready to, to accept it. If you want to move up the levels that you want, you want some, you want to have to a lot of times relocate, you know, that's just a part of the job. I've been very blessed, man, to be honest with you. Philly, it's the number four market. It's the number four market. And I've been very blessed to be able to stay home and start my career here, which a lot of people, when I was just starting off, a lot of people like, yeah, you're going to have to move to like Arkansas somewhere, like somewhere extremely far and cold. And my mentality was, because, you know, people say, yeah, you know, it's a one in a million chance that you'll, you'll stay home. Okay. You say that, you say that to say what? Right. I'm going I'm going to be that one. I don't care what you're talking about. Right. So that's how much confidence I have. I I don't get influenced by outside forces. So I was able to stay home and be and be blessed to stay here, but I also know that there's other opportunities elsewhere. You know, like you said, you know, if, if Cali, Cali's number two, New York is number one. I would love to come to New York. I love New York City. Honestly, it's only I'm down ninety five, only less than two hours. Down ninety five. Come on up, come hang out for the weekend. I take care of you. We got some fun, though. Now, Justin, he's trying to get back to his apartment. He don't need to come hang out with you. He's trying to. He's, he's a good man. He got his water. He got his stove behind him. He don't need no other problems. All right? Bed is natly shaped. Listen, um, ain't nobody going to say they ain't get home safe. Maybe not alone, but they got home safe when they hung out with me. That's all eventually, I Eventually. Nah, I won't yeah, say eventually. that. Justin's a great guy. Justin's a great man. <laughs> God, I'm a, I won't let you put his name in. Again, we're talking to Sergio Cool, journalist out of Philadelphia. When you talk to people, now again, your your journey is kind of the, the one in a million. To stay home, start out, kind of like, you know, vaccines, have somebody take a liking to you and put you on a screen and you really took it from there. I'm sure there are up-and-coming journalists, you know, people who are in high school or have the inspiration to want to grow. You're at a of you're at one of the big dogs in Philly, um, so you're there, you're right there every day. What do you tell people that come to you and say, "Hey, surgeon, I know it's hard because you you really didn't have that conventional where I had to go to Idaho and then you know work my way to you know Kentucky." I, I get that, but what do you tell somebody who's trying to pursue this dream, a young person who's trying to pursue this dream, and really you know? Might be in that dire straits where do I do I do I want to leave home? Do I want to stay local? What what's some of the things you share? Yeah. First and foremost, continue, always be you, right? Be authentic to yourself because this is how I look at it. If I can't, if I have to switch up the way that I speak, all right, that's not being me. I'm doing it to be on TV. I'm not doing it for again, like you said, my path wasn't straight. Let me tell you, they put me on TV. I didn't know anything about journalism. I took a journalism class after I was on TV. <laughs> I knew nothing. Right. But I, I got hustle. And I, I'm a quick learner. I can study it. I can see it. All right, cool. I know how to do it. So I would say to that kid that's out there that's watching this, first of all, first and foremost, yes, I'm not saying don't go to school, whatever the case is. Don't take what they taught you in school. But understand that you are the value, right? That's first and foremost. Understand that. Be true to yourself. You don't have to be someone else. Because I have friends that are in it. I have friends at every station in Philadelphia that are on TV. And we had these conversations where, you know, some they got got to switch up. Right. That's not me. I'm not switching up for no one. I'm not doing it. Right. I'm not saying that you don't get better. You don't elevate. I'm not saying that. Yeah, because I can't be on on camera like, yo, 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 and talking slang. That's not what we're talking about. We're we're saying if, if you have to really change who you are, you're in the wrong business. So, but I would say not 
everyone will be in a position that I was in. That's reality, right? Not everyone will be able to stay home or start off in the high market. So don't be discouraged. Go to that low market and grind your way up. Just have a game plan. Yeah, have a game plan. Understand what you want to do first and foremost. That's the first thing. Understand where you want to go and just take the right path for you. Not for anyone else, but take the right path for you. And and believe. Have faith, man, because without faith, you won't be able to exceed. But also... Yes, and I, I agree. I, I, I salute you for that because I know that feeling when it comes to this brand. Um, I won't mention the network. A major network came knocking at our door but told me I had to strip 90% of the show. And I said, no, I'm not doing that because I'm not selling my soul and it's not worth it to the people that I work with that I call family. So I, I respect that. There, You know, Rodeo's right. There are times when, you know, if you, if you want to make it. But again, there are people who realize I'm not going to sell my soul. Um, life's too short. We lost over 500 million, 500,000 people through a pandemic. Life's too short to sell your soul for something that you feel like, you know what, for a limited time on this earth, I'm going to have some rewards, but I'm going to be someone who feels bad about it or disrespectful about it or have somebody own me. And I respect it about you when it comes to that. We got a few minutes left in this interview, man. I, I can't thank you enough, Sergio, through this process. I got to give a big shout to Nakima. Because if it wasn't for her, we don't even meet. Um, big shot to her, Philly's finest when it comes to studio work. Um, real quick, and I, I won't say much, but I know we're bringing one of these programs to the 950 family of networks. Um, and I'll announce it really later. But what, what again, what is your vision for the Sergio brand, because you're building a brand. I mean, there's other things you got going on. You, you, you're on the news, every you know, TV every day. What's the brand, whether that's in Philly, whether that's, you know, making Philly the epicenter and now to a global audience, what, where do you see Sergio going over the next five to 10 years? Yeah, for me, it's, it's simple. Be able to reach as many people as possible and reach the people that I'm supposed to reach because in business, you can't be everything to everyone, right? So all I want to do is if I'm able to to help someone and, and if, 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 if it's just one person, of course, it's going to be more. But if it's just one person, then I'm doing something right. I give you a perfect example really quickly. I did a story on a young lady who, when she was 12 years old, she murdered some, she murdered her neighbor. She stabbed her like 80 times. It was crazy. Yeah. But she had a backstory, right? And that's... You know, most people like like you said, that's your that's your response. Yeah. But make long story short, people in jail, because you know, you watch TV in jail, you watch local news in jail. Yeah. They saw her story. They reached out to her. There was a guy at one of the casinos watching her story on TV. Mm. He was beating his girlfriend. Yeah. He was beating her up because he felt hopeless. When she told me, he reached out to her and said, Listen. I respect you for continuing to persevere. You've been through a lot. You did a lot of time in prison. You murdered this woman, but you still overcame and you still were, and you still were able to kind of live your life. I've been beating on my girlfriend for a long time because I feel like that I'm nothing. I feel hopeless. He told her that because of the story, he was, he stopped beating on his girlfriend. Wow. So we don't know the impact that these stories is going to have on other people. That's what I want to do. I want to be able to make an impact, right? So if we're talking about, you know, uh, we definitely want to bring it over to, to the family. You know what I'm saying? I'm really, really excited about it because we want to reach as many people as possible. Yeah. That's what we want to do. Yeah. I want to touch as many people as I can while, while I'm still here. 
No doubt. That's, that's, that's my whole mission. This this is not just entertainment. This is also helping people face reality of what's, what, what their lives are going through and like kind of like therapy, you know, it's a difference between just doing any, something that's being just to entertain somebody, but right. also so it's so it's something to do it when you're not just entertained, but you're teaching right. and helping somebody's life. Like you said, somebody getting their getting their ass kicked on a daily basis and see something on TV, and all of a sudden gets an out of mind experience that what I'm doing. Right. I'm hurting somebody. I'm I'm hurt, but I'm hurting somebody physically because I'm hurt. Sometimes you got to turn the mirror and the way you turn the mirror to a global audience is through our cell phones, our televisions, our iPads. And sometimes we, like you're saying, this guy, in his mind, he was just going through it. That was his way of coping. He He was hurt. So he figured if I'm hurt, I'm going to hurt somebody. Exactly. That's the thing of people. But misery loves company. But that interview turned the mirror on him to see that reflection. And this is, this is not the way to get healed in myself. So, Sergio, thank you so much for coming, man. Real quick, where can people reach out to you, find more information about you and, you know, one of more cold cases or what have you? Where can they reach out to you? Yeah, real simple, man. Any social media platform at Sergio Cruel TV, S-E-R-G-I-O-C-R-U-E-L TV on all platforms. I keep it real simple. No doubt. Brother, appreciate you, man. Thanks. So much for your time. Like I said, we're gonna we're gonna get we're gonna get just we're gonna we're gonna make that Philly and New York come on out. I come out anytime, man. I'm down. Oh Lord. Sergio, you're a good man. We ain't trying to change. Sergio, Lord, you Lord, you can drink Henny Seed. Good man. They gonna, yo, Sergio, you the you 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 the family fine and now I'm gonna be Sergio. He I'm gonna kick his ass when I see him now. You don't want that because it's all justice fault. Listen, as long as I can get my dollar slices of pizza. I love New York dollar slices, man. As long as I can get that, I'm good. No, no, no. no, no. Don't, don't mess with that. <laughs> no. Sergio. Be that low, Sergio. Sergio. No, no, don't do it. No. Don't do it. No. Don't do it. No. 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 Don't mess Definitely give you all the conspiracy theories why you should no. be dollar pizza. But it ain't no conspiracy, show. brother. You won't be here next year. Don't mess with those dollar slices. Girl is Sergio Cruz. Hey, thanks so much for tuning into the best human radio day, Nafi Lounge. Again, every day, catch this show on your various networks, wherever you're going to catch it at. But again, thank you for your time. As I always say, it's our house, but you always got a seat. Peace and God bless. See you tomorrow.